0: It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, sir! Just call me Swanee. Hour number two, that's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swine hanging out with you. And our guest today on the hotline, Roy Philpott, joins us. You know him from his time up on 105.5 The Roar Roar in the upstate. Roy, what's going on, man? Welcome into the show. Lawton, I'm
1: doing well. I appreciate the invitation today. And uh, just trying to get this countdown going to the start of the season about three weeks out. Games in the ACC and a little bit longer for the SCC. By golly, it looks like we may play some football this fall. I'll
0: tell you what, it didn't look like it a little over a month ago. I was one of the first, I feel like, kind of out of the gate to say, I don't think we're going to get there. And, you know, looking back on that prediction with the Big Ten shutting it down and the Pac 12 shutting it down, I I don't think I was that far off. It, It really felt like to me the Big 12's decision to hold off and to continue to push forward really sort of slowed the momentum and gave the Atlantic Coast Conference and the SEC the hope they needed to have a fall season?
1: I think so. And, I mean, you know, the further we get away from last Tuesday, I, I think the better as long as, as people are still out there practicing and uh, committed to, to practicing you know, safely. And, and that appears to be the case in those three Power Five Leagues and in the American Athletic Conference. Sun Belt. And it looks like uh, Conference USA. I think there'll be some schools that probably opt out out of those leagues. But yeah, I mean, it feels like that. And I think, uh, as I've said on air a couple of times in the last few weeks, with each day that passes, for every hour, every minute, every second, and we're still out there and we're still trying to give this thing a go, I think our chances are are going up. And it feels like to me we're getting more answers to these uh, you know, month long several month-long uh, dilemmas that we've all been faced with, with testing and what happens here and what happens when this goes down. And it just seems like we're kind of trudging along and, and slowly but surely getting, getting our way towards uh, an opening kickoff. And of course, everything can change in a heartbeat, as you know and I know. But uh, I think so far we're, we're, we're figuring out ways to, to live with this thing and try to play some ball in it too.
0: Well, you know, I was sitting here last week when you were actually on the air on College Sports Today, the other CST program that people are listening to uh, each and every afternoon, of course, and, um, you know, you had to break that news. So what's that moment like for you? I mean, they're still playing that on Sirius XM. you know, your call of the Big Ten shutting down and and then the Pac-12. Is it sort of surreal looking back on it that you're kind of the voice that's uh, anchored that portion of the college football season so far?
1: It was surreal, and it, it was funny on that day, we were originally slated, it was going to be, I think, me and Greg McElroy, and then just talking to our friends at Sirius, uh, the night before, there was a thought that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 could be making announcements while we were on the air, and so they, they kind of switched it up a little bit and brought in somebody from the West Coast, and, and right there in the heart of Big Ten country, uh two guys that played in the Pac-12 and Big Ten, and so that gave us really great perspective, and... We just kind of figured it was going to be a matter of, of not if, but when. And sure enough, in the second hour, we got word on the Big Ten. And then with the Pac-12 following suit, it, it was it was crazy. I, I don't know that I'll ever have a moment like that in my lifetime because you're literally reacting on air in, in real time and, and trying to put it all in proper perspective without getting too emotional or, or you know just going down a rabbit hole that doesn't make a lot of sense. So, yeah, it was, it was a learning moment for me, but it was uh, – uh, it, it was it was weird. It was weird, and I, I hope that's the last show that I do like that uh, for a very long time. Because we, we were on there when it all went down in March too, and uh, I'll never forget that either. So again, I, I hope we're on the right side of 2020 now, and things are getting better. I have reason to think that the owner, but uh, we got to keep our fingers crossed through it.
0: On Twitter, he's at Roy Philpot, and again, ESPN play-by-play man, SiriusXM host, and of course, you know him from his time. Up on 1055 The Roar in the upstate. And Roy, even in the midst of all of this, you know, the preparation and the things that you guys have to do in the season still sort of has had to go on. Have you had to make significant adjustments and, and you know, your planning for, for the 2020 year as a play by play guy?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we don't know a lot right now. I, I was just basically given – our crew assignments uh, within the last couple of days, whereas normally we would probably know that by the end of June or early July. So that really just happened. But, you know, we, we don't have games that are actually scheduled on networks just yet. So all that's still, I think, being fought through, you know, on the programming side between all the different networks. So yeah, I, I don't know where my first game is. I don't know where my first game is. So there, there's not a whole lot you can do you know, before you know the first two teams that you're calling so, yeah, the, the the prep work has changed. You just try to, you know, stay on top of, of all the current events and, and players are hopping out, which coaches may have an issue and trying to coach through this. And, you know, even just following all the rumors going on, at the big time, you know, that, that seems to be a circus with, you know, 15 different people at all these different schools saying all different things. And, and it's hard really to understand, you know, what's true and what isn't. And we haven't heard a lot from the powers that be in that league either. So, I think that's kind of the wild card in all this. Is there any chance that, that maybe they revisit the decision to cancel their fall sports season? And uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Nobody's told me otherwise. So right now they're not playing. But trying to get ready for a season when you're not sure who's in and who's out and which games are on which networks is a little bit of a challenge right now mid-August.
0: Boy, and I can't imagine what it would be like if they do walk back that decision, what the you know the conversations will be about the leadership in that league. But, Maybe the, the more important point that we may have been missing out on and, and really realizing it now, I mean, should there be a commissioner over the Power 5 leagues at a minimum? And and would you be in favor of some sort of hierarchy that, that made decisions across the board for those leagues?
1: Well, be careful what you wish for because it sounds good on paper <laughs> the second that that commissioner makes a decision that, that goes against the will of a particular conference. Everybody's like, what, what's this? what's this person doing? Why are they doing this? (laughs) I I do think we need better leadership and the pandemic has, has really forced a lot of that into the spotlight. I mean, whether that's nationally or just talking about sports and college sports, uh, leadership is needed. And, and, and yeah, I mean, overall, I do think we need an individual person that heads up uh, major college football and major college basketball, who that is and what their credentials are. You know, I'm not smart enough to tell you, but we need somebody to look to and say, okay, Here's what we're faced with. How do we deal with this? Now, the, the, the issue there is kind of what I started the conversation with right there at is, you get five power five leagues that operate in five different parts of the country for the most part. And what's happening in California a lot of times may not be relevant to what's going on in Virginia or Kentucky or South Carolina or Florida or New York or wherever. So, right. to bring, to have one person that, that takes into account all those different things and can you know, have a a respectable amount of authority that people is not easy to come by. So I I think we understand that right now, you know, that would be needed, but then again, that that person would be making awfully difficult decisions where in certain parts of the country they may not make a lot of sense. So uh, we're we're a little divided along those lines and and how to bring those leagues together when they all have different agendas and some can play and some cannot. I mean, you know, physically with what's happening at Pac twelve versus what's happening in the deep south. I, you know, if you had a commissioner, what what good would that do? You know, what is he gonna be able to say, Well, this league can play and this league can't? Well, that's what we're doing already. So be careful what you wish for. But I, I, I do wish that uh you know, we had better leadership kind of leading the charge right now.
0: Roy Philpot here on Clemson Sports Talk this afternoon as we talk about everything going on in the ever uh changing landscape of college football and college sports, especially during twenty twenty. I think back in March when we all saw what happened with college basketball, Roy, we all sort of felt like there's no way this will affect the college football season. Was there a point along the way where that thought process really shifted for you and you thought, oh boy, uh, college football might be in more trouble than I thought?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I I would go back probably long to mid-May and it just felt like You know, post numbers around the country had come down. We were just emerging out of the the lockdown scenarios, you know, especially here in South Carolina. And there was just this vibe. Okay, it's not a question of if we're going to play. It's a question of when are we going to start and then how many fans can we fit in the stands. And it just had a real positive vibe until, you know, the lockdowns ended and people started getting back out again and then all the numbers started to just skyrocket. And that, that spike that started in June, was really the time where I started to look at it. And and I don't want to say uh, that depression was sinking in, but you you could feel it and and you were worried about what the fall could look like. And my only thought was back then, is okay, maybe the numbers are spiking down and and that that kind of gets out of the way and they start coming back down in time for the start of the season. And in some places, I think you could argue that's happening now, but yeah, it's been a roller coaster, And, you know, the people that I talked to in the sport that the coaches or players or, you know, people to work, network have all been through the same thing. So, it, uh, it it hasn't been easy. I think it's been a challenge to all of our uh, mental health. Um, you know, for for sports fans and, and just normal people alike. But for us wondering whether or not there's going to be college football, it it's been a never-ending roller coaster. To be three weeks away or so from from the start of at least a, a power five team kicking it off. I think Miami Uabs is maybe the first game on that Thursday night. It's It's close, and so I think these next couple of days and the next seven in particular are critical just to get to that first day and that first game and see what this thing looks like.
0: Roy, it's a weird question because I know your head and your heart are probably conflicted on this, but if you listen to the coaches, they want to play. If you listen to the players, they want to play, at least the ones that are opting in. That's what they want to do. Should they play, in your opinion?
1: Uh, yeah, they should, and and, and here's why. Uh, you know, in my estimation, this is, has been my stand for the last thirty to forty-five days. If you just think about the structure, and we're just talking about football for right now, but certainly you can make the case in other sports. The structure of power five football, and the schools and the leagues that have the ability now to test, and especially Lawton with the new saliva test that we. First- to me that's a game changer and to me that would be one of the reasons that I'm looking at leadership especially in the big ten saying wait a second did you guys press the red button too early because the saliva test is a game changer it's much more cost effective it's extremely accurate you can do group testing so you can this thing can happen in batches the turnaround time is quick and uh, it just this is what I think the sports world and society in general have been waiting for so, you combine that, the enhanced testing capabilities, which are which are active right now. The University of South Carolina sent out something yesterday that they're going to be able to test 2,400 students a day with quick turnaround times, uh, and, and all the tests are free, five days a week. That kind of capability it, it eliminates a lot of the issues and allows any positive tests to be tracked and contact tracing to occur and really just mitigate risk. And so that that's absolutely critical, but the structure of a season, the way these guys are monitored, the testing, the nutrition, and just the overall, I think, authority of these coaches looking in power five weeks, especially. I think it can be done. And, you know, the other thing I was saying a couple of weeks ago if you're having students back on campus, to me, that's riskier. Than playing football because these coaches, for the most part, I think they can form these mini bubbles around the country. I agree. And it, it, I think it can work. I, I, I believe that. I believe that. We're seeing that demonstrated in the majority of the numbers with all the student athletes. You know, there were spikes at first. People brought the virus in. And guess what? It hasn't been eliminated, but it really has been controlled and they have figured it out. So it was a process, a learning process but in my estimation absolutely absolutely they can do that and um i and, and you can argue that it's actually safer than just normally going to school i mean I, I don't see how that it isn't with the structure and everything that takes place in a normal season
0: roy philpot here on clemson sports talk today taking a look at the landscape of college football and roy you sort of insinuated it a few times i guess you think there's a real chance that the big 10 could reverse course on their decision
1: you know we we talked to the Ohio State beat writer yesterday, uh, Bill Rabinowitz, um, with the Columbus Dispatch. And, and I asked him that question. It was the first question I wanted to pose to him. And, and he left the door open for that possibility. Now, it, it, if you really believe in conspiracy theories, there's all kinds of stuff out there <laughs> in social media. There's, there's long time beat writers that have since retired. There's there's people just trying to carve out a name for themselves and pseudo reporters that aren't really reporters that – are uh, implying that there's five or six teams in the Big Ten that want to play home-and-home home schedules and that there's stuff happening behind the scenes, left and right, to try to get something going on. I, I don't know if those are true or not, but I do know this. The lack of conversation from Big Ten leadership in the last eight days, that silence is deafening to me. Because to me, if everything was set in stone, written in concrete, and this thing was a done deal, it would be very easy for Kevin Warren or these other presidents from those institutions to come out and just shoot down all these rumors and say, you know what, we made our decision. We're going to sleep in the bed that we've made, and, and let's proceed with a, a winter football season starting maybe. January." We hadn't heard that. So I, I think that lack of uh, – the lack of accessibility to Big Ten leadership is something that I'm wondering about. I mean, hell, we don't even know if there was an actual vote, according to a handful right. of athletic directors in the Big Ten. That's hard for me to understand. That, that's hard for me to believe. So just looking at the situation, arranging the tea leaves without any inside sources, there's some unrest going on there. And if they're going to try to restart something, I think it's got to happen quickly. And you know, When I say quickly, within the next you know, five to seven days, tops, if not this week. So um, let's see if there's any credible reporting that's coming out from guys that you know can get people on the record so far that it hasn't happened. But, uh, man, the, the, the players led by Justin Fields at Ohio State and uh, those football-playing schools, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska, it, it just feels like that they want to play. It feels like they want to find a way to play. And um, like I said on the radio yesterday, long the Big Ten decision right now, it may be proven correct in the future, but right now it doesn't feel right with me. And I, I just wonder if, if there's something brewing up there. We'll see.
0: Well, and and everybody I've talked to sort of had a, a similar take in that they're still out there practicing for 20 hours a week you could run this thing up to the day before kickoff before you make a decision if you absolutely had to. I think premature is probably the word that most people have put on that conversation out of the Big Ten so far. We'll see what happens. We'll chat with Roy Philpott here for just another couple of minutes. And, Roy, I made the argument that the big winners out of all of this are probably the Clemson Tigers because Ohio State was number 2 in all the land and maybe the biggest challenger to Clemson mm-hmm. this year on paper. I think the American Athletic Conference is a big winner out of this ordeal that's taking place, and then I would say maybe even uh, in Oklahoma because with the SEC playing all conference games, I would imagine they'll beat up on each other quite a bit. I think Clemson, Oklahoma, and and maybe even an undefeated UCF out of the American Athletic Conference could at least argue for the four spots in the college football playoff.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? With that conversation, I, I don't disagree with any of that, but but I'm curious to see. Where UCF's games end up in the ESPN hierarchy or or anywhere else, and what I mean by that is, will they get the kind of enhanced exposure in this? Where because there's there's two missing Power Five leagues right right now, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. About half of their inventory, was set to go to ESPN, the other half to Fox. So there's some games that'll be lost there, and some openings maybe in some pretty good spots. To showcase a team like UCF, I I've spent a lot of time around that program in the last two years. Uh, had their bowl game, had their uh, rivalry win against USF last year, and there, there is a lot of talent. Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, um, he, he's not he's not tall, but you know he came from the same uh, area as Tua of Iloa, and, and just can spin it and is super confident, super talented, and uh, he, he's only going to be a sophomore. He's a guy that can put UCF on the map in a very big way. Now, I think they would have to run the table. I think they would have to look impressive in doing so and blow people out, which they have the ability to do. But there's there's no question. That if if they were to end up in a couple of good time slots with some impressive wins, that helps garner some mojo and, and a little bit of respect with the voters. And if you have the SEC beating up on itself and, and some of these other leagues doing it, that could be an opening for UCF. And even Jeff Scott down in the American Athletic Conference has been posting on Twitter, you know, the power four leagues with the American <laughs> Athletic So, you know, there, there's an opening there. I, I right. would disagree with that. And, and, and UCF is athletic enough. They're well-coached, and, and there's some star power there to where if they did get to a playoff position. I don't think that that would be an easy out for anybody. I really don't.
0: Listen, Roy, we always appreciate your time, man. Uh, best of luck to you guys this year. And, and I, I know you got a lot going on, but we hope we can get you on again down the road.
1: Anytime, Walton, uh, happy to do it. You guys stay safe as well.
0: Roy Philpot here on the show that shakes the Southland. 803-450-0086. All right, Chris Landry's up next on the program, LandryFootball.com. Chris will join us here to talk a little bit about the landscape as well. Roddy Jones in hour one. Of course, just then, uh, Roy Philpot, who uh, you all know from his time up on 105.5 The Roar in the upstate all right we hit a break we come back with more reactions to the world and the landscape the ever-changing landscape of college football chris landry joins us stay with us Here's
2: your chance to win $1,000. Text the nationwide keyword CASH to 200, 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CASH to 200-200. A grand in your hand. That would help out a ton. Winner. Amazing. <laughs> After winner. This will be very helpful. After winner. Definitely keep me going until I hopefully go back to work soon. You could be next. This helps a lot. Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Listen for your CUDA text on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. Traffic tie ups this afternoon include Broad River Road at I 20, also an accident hard scrabble
0: at Summit Parkway. The 103.5 FM WVOC traffic tip line number is 343 1055.
2: This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org.
0: Kirk Commercial Construction is a licensed general contractor in South Carolina. Since 2011, Chris Kirk, a Columbia native with 20 years of construction experience,
2: has believed in meeting his customers' needs. Kirk Commercial Construction is capable of performing any retail or office expansion, new construction, metal building, or commercial renovation work. In
0: addition to Kirk's commercial construction projects, their service division can assist you with commercial and maintenance tasks. If you need it done right, call 803-250-2495 or
2: kirkcommercialconstruction.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Attention all women who have been diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Johnson & Johnson's baby powder and shower-to-shower talcum products have been linked to ovarian cancer. In February and May 2016, Johnson & Johnson was ordered to pay $72 million and $55 million by two juries to two women who contracted ovarian cancer after years of using talcum baby powder products. If you or a family member has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer and used talcum powder prior to the diagnosis, call Talcum Powder Help Now today at 800-833-0112. You may be entitled to substantial compensation. The consultation is free and you'll pay nothing unless there is a recovery in your favor. Don't fight this alone. If you or a loved one used talcum baby powder-based products before being diagnosed or died from ovarian cancer, call Talcum Powder Help Now at 800-833-0112. 800-833-0112. 800-833-0112.
3: Paid for by Bar Justice.
2: Hey guys, Lawton Swan here. I was hanging out in the backyard with my son
0: Mason a couple of years ago and he said, Dad, you're the best father ever. When I asked him why, he said, because when I go outside to play, I don't get eaten up by the bugs anymore. Imagine that, me a hero, when all I did was call my good buddy Trey Powell at Mosquito Joe with their routine service plan, no more bugs and no more bites. Make yourself the family hero. Call Mosquito Joe today, 803-223-7916. That's 803-223-7916. 803-223-7916.
2: Outside is fun again. Jason Alexander for the Will Rogers Institute. Everyone thinks they know about asthma, but did you know that over 15 million people in our country suffer from the disease or that it causes more hospital visits, lost work days, and school absences than any other chronic illness? that its symptoms, shortness of breath, tightness in your chest, and a persistent cough or wheezing can be signs of real danger. For your free booklet, visit wrinstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575. And find us on Facebook and Twitter. Families affected by disasters urgently need support. Help the American Red Cross provide meals and shelter to those affected by disasters, big and small. Donate to Red Cross Disaster Relief. Go to RedCross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS.
0: Looking for South Carolina's favorite country? You'll find it at 97.5 WCOS. It's Clemson Sports Talk on a Wednesday afternoon, and you're getting accustomed to it. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com, joining the program out of the state of Louisiana. Chris, hope you're well, man. Welcome in.
3: I am. Hope you're well. Uh, always good to be with you and the great folks uh, in South Carolina.
0: You know, I, I look at the landscape right now, Chris, and I, I was just talking with Roy Philpot a few minutes ago. It still feels like shaky ground for the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, but there's some talk out there that maybe the Big 10 might reverse course. What are your thoughts on on where we stand on that front?
3: Well, obviously there's a lot of momentum by the people that were not happy about the decision that was made last week, and we're talking about players, you know, a lot of the parents, coaches, administrators, athletic administrators. Those people weren't happy. We discussed that last week, and uh, quite frankly, not all the presidents were happy or, or kind of forced into this by a very political uh situation that that is above where the president's pay grade is which the guys that hire presidents and fire presidents and that is a uh, you know governors and so you don't you don't know and it was not a very transparent process uh, signs that it's political so you're hearing a lot of things i mean hearing you know from a james franklin from a coaching standpoint complaining about no transparency i don't get it i can't really explain it to anybody because here's the difficult part of it lawton is You know, the people that are making the decisions are not the ones answering the questions. So you've got head coaches and athletic directors that have to answer questions for the media and the parents of the players and the players and they're not they weren't involved in the process. So it's like, you know, somebody who doesn't know telling somebody else who doesn't know, but I gotta tell you something because I'm your head coach. And that's (laughs) the unfortunate part of that. And that's just, you know, Look, it's just, you know, I'm going to go back to the ivory tower and we'll let you conference commissioners and athletic directors deal with this when they don't even know. You can tell, I mean, listen to the electric at Penn state. I don't even know if they voted. What <laughs> I'm not even certain that the presidents voted. <laughs> what kind of a statement is that? So it's like, wow. I mean, that just tells you, you know, when they say that publicly, they're just hopping mad behind the scenes. So, what does this mean for, oh, what are they going to play? I, I don't know. I mean, are they? Uh, under what jurisdiction? Are they going to sue? I mean, I, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, but look, I'm not going to count anything out. Uh, would you, after the 2020 we've had thus far, I don't know what the heck's going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> in an hour from now, much less. You
0: look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's wild. But, I mean, it's, it's just, it's almost like we've reached this point where. It's almost impossible Chris to rule out any possibilities. No, it is and I mean and again not being
3: a medical expert far from it and not being a lawyer I don't know how they could change your mind would I completely rule it out no just on the part of I'm, I don't understand enough about the legalities of whether they could or they couldn't so I'm just going to keep it open just for uh, for grins and say maybe it's a possibility but No, let's let's go back to the decision last week. The timing of it's the biggest problem. I'm not taking up for anybody or pointing fingers at anybody, but the Big Ten and the Pac 12 should be in the same position that the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are. And that is wait to September to decide. Wait to September 10th, 3rd, push it back. Wait to the end of September, September 20th. Then if you have to cancel it, then throw your hands up and say we did everything we could. But I'm telling you right now, this is going to look bad for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 if the ACC, SEC, and the Big 12 go through a season, get through a season. And I know it's not going to look the same, sound the same, feel the same, but if they get through a season, they're going to have egg on their face more than they did last week. But the issue is the timing. Look, I I am not – qualified to say whether it's safe or not to play football i have my views on it but i'm no expert on that area but i can tell you that in terms of as an administrator it made no sense to jump on it that early and i don't think anybody in the big 10 or pac-12 really wanted to i think their hand was forced above them and therein lies the problem that is starting to get out and there's a lot of people unhappy about it and we're going to sue it's going to affect my draft status it's this. Just- so this is what these are the repercussions of what last week we've had almost a week right to put this to bed. Well, now it's really starting to fester, and a lot of people are getting frustrated. And do you think they're frustrated now? Let the SEC, the ACC, the Big Twelve get even bigger center stage and get grab all the eyeballs on the TV set. And man, you're gonna get a big time frustration by those Pac-12 and Big Ten coaches
0: you're all over at Chris Landry on Twitter at Landry football and Chris uh, we got a break coming up here in just a few minutes but I will ask you this briefly I mean would you be in favor of a, of a I guess a commissioner over the power five leagues yes
3: but not for the reason that people think you know people we don't want a dictator the, the commissioner the NFL the NHL the NBA major they, they work for the owners what well, a good commissioner over the power five league would serve as a mediator. So in other words, he would have the ability to be able to work the room and convince the presidents to hold tight. We're going to do what's good for everybody. So that if you got a pack 12 or a big 10, that's going in one direction or the ACC going in one direction, that you can pull it all together and say, guys, get together let's look at this and you know that's what a good lobbyist does that's what that job needs in fact that's the only thing it needs because in essence he wouldn't have the power but if he has the quote-unquote power of persuasion to get people to think that they're making the decision but it's the good for the overall brand of the five that's what a good decision-maker does. That's what a good leader does, is to get people that really you answer to, to kind of come together. That's what the commissioner does in all the sports. That's what I would like to see. Not somebody that dictates and says, because you know, we certainly wouldn't want somebody to say, uh, ACC, SEC, uh, Big 12, uh, Big 10 Pac-12 canceling, you're canceling too. No, no, no. That, that you know, It should not and would not work that way. It would need to be kind of what's best for the greater good and i think that to some degree the cat's out of the bag and yet the horse is out of the barn and that there's too much politics right now too much eagles we need somebody that can
0: massage those eagles
3: a little bit and put them in this place
0: chris landry LandryFootball.com, with us here on the show that shakes the southland man getting us the inside scoop and you know chris was a part of the staff down at lsu many years ago and I was a recruiting coordinator, worked alongside the legendary Mac Brown, also was on the staff with the Cleveland Browns uh, along with Bill Belichick and uh, one Nick Saban. So we'll talk with Chris a little bit more here on the show about his thoughts on uh, the ever-shifting landscape uh, of college football. Stay with us here for more with Chris Landry right after this.
2: Group training is a fun and way to get in shape. I'm Coach Stewart of Dynamic Health and Fitness. Come train with one of our special groups today. We will focus on giving you the support you need to get in shape. We use the Dynamic Mob, featuring intervals of cardio, functional training, and strength training to change your lifestyle to make you healthy. Get started today at any of our locations in Lexington or West Columbia, or call 803-408-4060 or online at dynamichealthclub.com. Are you worried you might have COVID? Veritas Urgent Care in Lexington has COVID testing so you can find out. They keep wait times low, are veteran-focused, and handle both insured and uninsured patients at low cost. Most importantly, every patient gets the time necessary from Dr. Hatami to treat their needs and COVID testing through a secure and separate part of the building. Pre-book an appointment today at solvehealth.com, Solvhealth.com. We put the
0: urgent in urgent care.
2: Look for some late clearing tonight with lows around 70. Tomorrow, sunny early, highs in the upper 80s with a few scattered late storms.
1: For Channel 25, ABC, Columbia, I'm Chief Meteorologist John Farley.
2: This report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving.
3: For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org.
2: This is Paige Renee, and I have a podcast called Playing Around. I give you a raw, unfiltered look
3: behind the scenes of not only the golf world, but share some hilarious personal stories. We cover everything from sports all the way to dating advice. Nothing is off limits, and we never stay in bounds. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to Playing Around on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: We will never fully understand what we've asked of our military service members, of their families or their children, asking them to deploy, patrol, stay on watch, on point, asking them to put themselves in harm's way, to endure it all. But we do understand that it's our turn, our duty, to bring them all the way home, to keep them secure, to have their backs for the rest of their lives. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs do whatever it takes to help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently, at no cost, for life, so that they might stand at ease. Find out how you can help at findwwp.org. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope. That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yep. But the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Sports Radio. Fox Attitude. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400.
0: Clemson Sports Talk on a Wednesday afternoon. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. On Twitter, at LandryFootball. Chris, you're in the, the heart of the SEC West and, and football country uh, in the state of Louisiana, as I mentioned earlier, and I know all eyes, not only in Baton Rouge, but also in Tuscaloosa and College Station, were on the release of the SEC schedule earlier this week. Were there any initial takeaways for you that sort of jumped off the page that made you say, hmm, that's an interesting matchup and timing? Couple of things jumped out. I mean, the first thing that jumped out at me, just like my eyes went to it and is look at
3: Georgia's schedule. Arkansas at the beginning. Then they got Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, open date, Florida. Man, uh, that's, you know, new quarterback, great defense. That's a tough road. That's not a real easy draw for them. Second thing is, obviously, they're going to keep Alabama, Auburn, kind of in that Thanksgiving-ish range, and we're going to have kind of a weird look on what would normally be conference championship week, and that's going to be the final week So it's kind of like, you know, Alabama finishes with Arkansas and Auburn finishes with A&M. The other thing that jumps out at me is I smell a primetime game Saturday night on November 14th, Alabama at LSU, and I can almost guarantee it's going to be moved tonight. You know why? That's going to be the same day as, hold on it, wait for it, third round of the Masters. So you Mm. know CBS is going to likely out for that. You know that, you know, ESPN's probably, unless they, I mean, I I think that's going to be the case because you know CBS is going to want to lead in. Third round of the Masters, LSU-Alabama, I don't know, play program director. That's pretty fun. That jumped out at me. And then kind of the overall, uh, the good teams might have a little bit of a break. There's no really easy games in the SEC, particularly this year, although playing Vanderbilt still relatively easy. Arkansas, maybe not as easy as it's been. Everybody else is, you better watch out. Because if you have a couple of guys that you lose in a given week, um, you know, with COVID or injuries, you might find yourself in a battle against them. We saw that with Georgia and South Carolina. That's what I'm thinking about with Georgia. Is like, man, they better not stumble early because they could lose two games early and not be. I mean, if they lose to Alabama and Auburn, and I think they'll 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 probably beat uh, Auburn and maybe lose to Alabama. But if they come out of Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky. Is anybody gonna be shocked if they have two losses going into the open date? I wouldn't. I don't I think it's gonna be one. But it you know, I you know, I, I just think that's that's gonna be real interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, I tell you that and I think too for me, that that Alabama Auburn game not being the final game of the regular season for those two teams, that just that just feels weird. I mean it's already weird enough being a Clemson guy not having South Carolina at the back end of your schedule, but the Iron Bowl is supposed to be the final game uh, of the uh the slate for those two ball clubs.
3: And no open date prior to which is something point. that they normally have. Uh they are, or excuse me. I, I call it that that's a that's a <laughs>
0: it's the cupcake, cupcake weekend, yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's familiar. Cupcake weekend.
3: Yeah, so it's you know, it's 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 you know, it's not gonna be Kent State or somebody that and and so you got Alabama's gonna have a physical Kentucky team to play before they play Auburn, and Auburn's gonna have um, a game against Tennessee, which is not going to be any picnic before they, they play. I mean, and then Auburn finishes up with A&M, Alabama with, with Arkansas. And then then we figure out, based on all that, who's, who's going to the SEC championship game. So, look, it's the one thing about all conference, the toughest league to not have a game outside the league, kind of interesting. It's going to make the SEC even more so much CTV because you're not going to have those cupcake games. Um, you know the, the the you only got two what I would call cupcake teams in the league, and yet that's certainly better than watching you know a true cupcake game in a, in a in a lower level.
0: Chris, final question for you here today. Uh, think about the SEC and the schedule. Texas A&M. A lot of people feel like they were maybe the the, the biggest losers in the reshuffling of the deck, so to speak. Uh, you know, they, t- they open up with uh, Auburn and excuse me with Alabama in week two, follow that up with Florida, obviously at the back end, they got LSU and then Auburn. Um, you know, is it like, I don't want to say that we're going to give people a break right in, in, in 2020 by any means, but I know there's been conversations about the hot seat, not being nearly as hot for coaches because of everything. It, what's going to be the fair judgment of the Aggies this season if they lose four or five games?
3: This year is going to be different. I think that last year people had way too many expectations relative to their schedule. Uh, I think Alabama, Florida, LSU uh, are more talented, and I think Auburn. So I think if they lose five, well, then, you know, how did they lose them? Who did they lose to? What were the circumstances that they have in this weird year, A overly um, high number of COVID? You know, those are the things. So I think this year might be a pass. Look, Jimbo is not under any hot seat at A&M. Outside, people are going to take shots because he's a $10 million coach, and he's paid like you've got to win championships. So when you're talking about Jimbo Fisher, yeah, there's pressure to win championships. It's not realistic to this point. They're not that good. They are in the West behind Alabama, Auburn, and LSU from a roster standpoint. It's getting better, and it's getting more competitive. But this is going to be an unusual year. I think if they lose five, uh, that's not going to be a good look. But I think, in my opinion, three losses are likely, are probable. I think if we're talking in two years, three years, when we get back to some sense of normalcy, if that's still happening, meaning four or five losses, then you got a problem. But the pressure in A&M with Jimbo is he's safe. Outside, there's the thought that, well, you make that type of money, you better produce a championship. Well, again, I think that's a little unrealistic at this point.
0: Again. LandryFootball.com. Chris Landry here every Wednesday. And, Chris, we really appreciate the course tonight. Coming up for all the Atlantic Coast Conference fans on the uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Football will be the ACC tailgate. But we've got a host of other programs for everybody. Tell them a little bit about what's on the uh, menu, if you will.
3: Absolutely. We've got, obviously, we're starting out with Miller and Moulton in the morning, which is a great uh, morning show, four hours. We've got midday with Chuck Oliver. We've got you at the ACC show. We've got a show for SEC Big Ten, Big 12, Pac 12 recruiting shows, draft shows, fantasy football shows. We did our film room show last night. Um, uh, lots of great stuff. NFL shows uh, at night, and we've got a few of those as well. So if you like football, you love LandryFootball.com, and you really like watching, uh, the Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. Just go to LandryFootball.com, click on follow Chris on Twitch, and you can see the handsome Lawton Swan host the ACC tailgate and break it all down for you as we're getting ready, man. We're getting locked and loaded. I don't know if you're as excited as I am. I may be setting myself up for disappointment, long, <laughs> but, I, you know, I just may, the, the releasing of the schedules will make me think, okay, we're that much closer. So let's let's hope. Let's hope, buddy.
0: Look, I'm with you, Chris, man. Always appreciate it. Chris Landry here, LandryFootball.com on Twitter. Uh, uh, The the Watchman said, "Swan, is he related to Tom Landry? I don't know. The Watchman also liked the music. uh, The Van Halen, I guess that was. I wouldn't know. Uh, 803-450-0086. Always appreciate Chris Landry uh, joining the program. And again, he's right. The ACC tailgate, a little show that I host. Uh, on his Twitch channel in the evening at 7 o'clock. We'll take a look at everything around the Atlantic Coast Conference landscape. Stay with us. Lawton Swan here, and I know in sports we're always talking about the big guy. Well, let me tell you, when you're buying a car, you don't need that. What you need to do is head down to Orangeburg to my good friends at Ferry Chevrolet Cadillac. Four generations of family-owned business right there at Ferry Chevrolet. No dock fees, no tricks, straightforward pricing in a low-pressure environment you'll love. Check them out online, ferrychevrolet.com, or call them, 803-536-1600. It's Ferry Chevrolet Cadillac, just a short 30-minute drive off of exit 145A in Orangeburg. For 28 years, the professional staff of the Hobbs Group and Hobbs Group Advisors has been dedicated to helping others achieve their financial goals by delivering quality, objective financial and accounting solutions to a diverse client base of individuals and businesses all over South Carolina. We offer tax and audit
2: services, bookkeeping, payroll, litigation support, employee benefits, personal financial planning, investment management, and insurance services. Please call us at 803-799-0555 or visit our website, HobbsCPA.com, to learn more about our people and services.
0: Hey, golfers, have you been to the golf capital of the world yet? Myrtle Beach Golf offers
2: a variety of custom packages featuring nearly 80 courses. Golfers have the option to create the exact experience they're looking for. Plus, Myrtle Beach Golf provides top-notch accommodations with over 15 resorts, all guaranteed to be
1: a hole-in-one. Come join us for a short drive away in Myrtle Beach for your best golf trip by par. Book now at MyrtleBeachGolf.com.
2: When a community grows, its hospital should grow too. And that's just what we're doing at Lexington Medical Center. We recently launched the largest hospital expansion project in South Carolina history. Our new 10-story patient tower will help us take better care of patients, including the tiniest infants who need special attention. It will also make room for the growing number of patients who need surgery and intensive care. At Lexington Medical Center, our mission to serve our community never wavers. We're here when you need us today, and we'll be there when you need us tomorrow. At the Samuels-Reynolds Law Firm, we've seen how terrible accidents turn lives upside down, and we're proud to be the lawyers our clients depend on during their toughest moments. I'm Jason Reynolds. Call me when your family is faced with any serious injury or death. And I'm Stephen Samuels. When you're hurt at work, I go to work getting you the medical treatment and workers'
0: compensation you depend on. We have the experience and passion you need when you need it most.
2: Samuels Reynolds. True injuries, true lawyers. 779 4000.
0: Tiger fans look no further than the Tiger Sports Shop in Clemson for all your game day needs. Since 1974, they've brought you everything Clemson for the Clemson fan. With quality brands such as Nike, Antigua, Cutter and Buck, and Champion. Plus many more, from hats to t-shirts to tailgate, the Tiger Sports Shop has all the Clemson gear a true Tiger fan needs. With two convenient game day locations in Tigertown, shop where I shop at Dr. I.M. Ibrahim's Tiger Sports Shop. They fuel the passion of Tiger fans everywhere. Check them out online, tigersports.com. Ever think of light bulbs as being cool?
1: They are if you choose energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures that have earned the government's Energy Star label. They're so hot, they're cool. Because they burn-cooled and last up to 10 times longer, you save money and oodles of energy. Change a light, help the environment, save some green. The solution is as close as your nearest lamp socket. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency.
2: Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our
3: 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org.
2: That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at foxsportsradio1400.com. On your phone with the Radio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos, and Radio station.
0: me lately it's a fair question just don't lose sight of the bigger picture don't
2: forget history lucky for us at clemson the answer to the questions what have you done for me lately and what have you done always are the same we win
0: Again, the show that shakes the Southland. If you've never been a part of it, welcome. If you've been a part of it for a long time, thank you. Uh, if you've seen our work, please share it. Our Facebook page, our, our Twitter accounts, at Clemson Sports, and a full website, and our, our, I would say it's our goal, but it's the actuality of what we're dealing with right now. It's the most digital content covering your Clemson Tigers. Uh, for the Tiger fan on the go, in essence, the interviews, and we don't cut them all up. Believe me, we could. Uh, the interviews, the the the, the post-practice, uh, everything you could possibly want. You know, you can't always sit and read. We've got plenty of written content, but it is the most digital. When I talk about digital, I'm talking about anything with the play symbol on it. Play, pause. That's the essence of what makes Clemson Sports Talk different. Clemsonradio.com will also get you there if you just hate typing. And not only do we have this show, Clemson Sports Talk, Rich Take on Sports, also a part of our family. We've also got the Mark Childress Show, a part of our family, and more podcasts coming to you uh, to give you more news, notes, and information about your Tigers and everything going on around the Atlantic Coast Conference, like the ACC Tailgate, another show uh, that's a part of our lineup over on com. 803-450-0086 if you want to Texas you can. I see some people saying, "Swati, why do we got to play the Citadel? Can't we play Carolina?" That came to us from Matt. I know Matt. I think we all wish Clemson and South Carolina could hook up this year. I did think I did think of this one scenario though. I did. Maybe South Carolina can have an epic season. And make it into the college football playoff. i am not your brains out if you had any. No. Gamecock fans, can you hold up your end of the deal? We could play. I think I have an idea that Clemson's gonna be in the college football playoff. I mean, I could be I could be way off on that front, but Gamecock, step your game up. You wanna make Clemson and South Carolina reality? Forget the votes. Forget the votes. Everybody running around the Palmetto State. Holy crap, I am freaking out. Don't freak out. Just South Carolina. Hold up your end of the deal. Clemson gets to the college football playoff. Meet them there. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately for South Carolina. A 10-game SEC slate. Sort of tough sled. I I mean, it's tough sled for everybody in that league, really. Uh, conference schedules across the board are tougher sledding for most. Clemson's schedule is harder now uh, than it was previously. Uh, South Carolina's schedule, however, did come out. And here's uh, a quick look at what the Gamecocks have to go through. They'll open this season uh, with Tennessee at home. They'll tra- That's on September 26, by the way. Clemson will be several games into their campaign. The Gamecocks will then travel to Florida. They'll take on Vanderbilt on o- October the 10th. On October the seventeenth, they host Auburn. Then they go to LSU. They get a bye week, like the majority of the SEC teams, right in the middle of the conference schedule on Halloween. Uh, they'll go. They'll host Texas A&M the week after Halloween. They're at Ole Miss on November the fourteenth. They take on Missouri November twenty-first. Georgia back into the schedule on November the twenty-eighth at home, and then they'll go to Kentucky to close things out. So, to close things out. So that's South Carolina's schedule. Again, for all the Gamecocks peeking over the fence, we could still play. So you could continue to peek over the fence at the best radio show in the nation. I mean, Clemson still got to do their part too. But if you guys could hold up your end of the deal, we could guarantee a little, a little game later in this season in the college football playoff. Now, if you can't, if you won't hold up your end of the deal, okay, that's fine. Although I have to admit, uh, the... At Florida game, Florida, a team that I think some people have overvalued right now, but a lot of people buying into Kyle Trask, certainly Dan Mullen. Uh, they got him in the top 10. Some people have him in the top five. Our buddy uh, Brett Sianci from Pig Six Previews I think has him number two. That's a tough second game of the season. Uh, Auburn in the fourth game going up against former Clemson coordinators in Chad Morris and and Kevin Steele there at Auburn under Gus Malzahn. At LSU, a team that lost a ton of talent, 18, 19 players to the NFL but yet still one of the top five, 10 teams in the country by most people's perspectives, that's three out of your first five games if you're the Gamecocks. That's tough out of the gate. One in the Swamp, one in Death Valley. Not the real Death Valley, the other one. <laughs> then you get a bye week, and then, oh, hello, Texas A&M. A couple of weeks later, uh, two weeks after that, three weeks after that, I guess I should say, Georgia. I mean, South Carolina's got four potent games on their schedule this year. And they certainly would have had the majority of those already anyway, but nonetheless, let's see. Florida, Auburn, LSU, A&M, and Georgia, that's five out of their 10. Tough, tough games. But, Gamecock Nation, if you hold up your deal, at the end of the deal, do your thing, you know, a little luck, ball bounces your way. Tigers could be waiting for you in the college football playoff. We could still do this. We could keep the streak alive. (laughs) I just hate they're not playing each other, man. It is is a painful, painful part of this whole ordeal. But it's the reality that we're dealing with. But I'm with Chris Landry. Getting a schedule in front of you makes you feel a little better. It felt good seeing the teams. It felt better when the ACC got their schedule. Now the SEC's got their schedule. We can start to put some things in place. We got to get out of here. 22-hour break. We'll be back, though, tomorrow. Until then, as always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers!